0: You're listening to The Full Broadside.
1: Greetings and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Full Broadside. I am Cyberjock. I forget to say that from time to time. <laughs> but with me today, KJ, Mando, Sock, and Nimitz. How are you guys doing today?
2: Hey, good, good right. side for you.
1: Ah. Hectic week, I haven't been on a lot. I'm a little bummed about it, but uh, there's been a lot going on, you know, uh, around in in everyday life. So you got to deal with that from time to time and and put down the computer and and not play cool games. So I'm I'm, kind of jonesing. I'm probably going to get on tonight and play a little bit, but we'll see, see how long it takes me to edit this stuff.
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong. Like what we talked about last episode, sometimes you just got to unplug, man, and take a break and, you know, <laughs> go to that other video game called Outside, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know we did talk about that. It's funny that it just kind of happened to me that week. So, But there's been some stuff going on, so I had to deal with that. And there's, there's still going to be some stuff that's going to peel me away from the game from time to time. But it is what it is, you know? Whatever. Yep. It, it's good. But that's everybody's... Okay. You can
3: live vicariously through uh, all of our exploits in Discord. While you're
1: well, on. that's one thing. I am able to keep plugged in because my phone is lighting up every 30 seconds. Somebody's making a comment about this or that and the other thing. and So no matter right. where I am, what I'm doing, as long as I'm not at work, I mean, even at work, I can fire this thing up and, and see Discord and see everybody talking and BS. And so that is nice. We have built kind of a really nice community here where there's all kinds of activity going on. Even if they're not in the game playing, they're exchanging ideas, they're talking about ships, they're talking about random stuff. And you know what? It feels like you're connected no matter where you are, what you're doing. So so I'm very thankful for that. I just post a lot of memes. You know what? But they're funny and sometimes you need a good laugh. I enjoy the
4: memes
2: myself, actually.
4: <laughs> All right. And we got to keep giving Mando his potatoes, so.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for Mando to chime in, but he let it go, so.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that was
3: your freebie for the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes,
1: yeah, I get one. Woohoo. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. There's been a, a, uh, a post in our live show chat room, and this was in between – this show and our previous show one of our one of our uh, clan mates made a post and he he wrote in the in the upcoming update and he says quote other changes now i looked and was unable to really find this wherever he did but he quoted wargaming as saying we are continuing to work on enhancing the daily shipments two new options will be added in update 99 Uh, We'll test the new mechanics as the update goes live to ensure that we get credible test results. Some players will collect the rewards via the old version of daily shipments, while others will receive the new ones. And then in bold, they write, This research will also require a random reference group, which is why certain players will unfortunately not have access to daily shipments during this update. Now, that brought an awful lot of talk and a little bit of wargaming hate. So, takes on this, guys. What are you guys thinking? I'm I'm, I'm not sure where I want to go with this. I, I think this is really strange and what the hell.
3: Well, a gentleman, Walrus also—he's um, one of our honored guests—also wrote in that um, he did some numbers, and I'm not a numbers guy, but he writes in that if you open all three of your boxes every day, and you get an average of what do you say, 1.3 coal sacks per box, you're you're missing out on 48,000 coal. For Before that was
0: an error. That was an error. Okay. He didn't mean okay. he was—he was referencing your daily containers. Not he thought it meant your containers that you wouldn't get containers. But this is like ah. the thing that you get when you open the game, you know, the, the splash screen that comes up and you get like random bonuses and stuff. Yeah.
3: Okay. I stand corrected then. But well, still, so. But still, yeah. I mean, I'm all
0: for the control group. Like, you got to get your data somehow. But it, I mean, they got to do what they got to do. It's kind of crap that some people don't get the stuff. I would love to see the people that were in the control group get the stuff retroactively. After it's all said and yeah. done, exactly.
3: Now, I'm I'm going to go out and play devil's advocate and say, okay, wargaming. I'm sure that there is a plan in place to say that at the end you will get, you know, the retroactive or uh, you know some sort of a compensation for being in that non voluntary control group. So I'm going to go out on a limb and and I'm going to have a little ounce of faith that maybe good old fashioned Ouija's we- got something planned for him. Then again, I don't know because. I mean, they've let us down in the past, but I don't know. I, I'm going to keep the faith. I'll keep the faith on this one.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm filled with a little bit of disdain for Wargaming right now over this last patch, but we'll get into that later.
1: No, you know what? Well, let's yeah. bring it up right now because that's something that was on my on my yeah. thing. Why don't you go ahead with that, Sock? Let's, let's fire it up for, for the listeners.
0: So as you guys know, I'm not the best carrier player in the world, but I do play carriers occasionally. And what they did, kind of an underhand. At least, it, at least it appears to be a kind of underhanded thing. This patch, it appears as though it was a stealth nerf. Um, for those of you who don't know what they did, they changed the whole way that the like the reticle mechanic works, and they changed a whole bunch of stuff under the hood with how carriers were preparing for the hybrids and anti-submarine planes and then all that kind of stuff. But in the process, they broke a few things. Um, one being um, now when you um, like, after you do a drop, the planes used to have a, uh, a period of time that they were immune. Like they couldn't be hurt by anti-aircraft. That's gone they have addressed that that was a bug that was they didn't mean for that to happen so that's probably going to be fixed before too long. But they also changed the way that the engine boost works. So, um, you could what you could do before is you could tap your W key and you would get a way longer speed boost because it would go up faster than it went down, yeah. for lack of a better explanation. Ah, uh, now that doesn't do that anymore. It, it's no it doesn't save you any time so they kind of nerfed that and it's not so much that the fact that they nerfed it and the fact that they changed things that made me kind of upset it was the fact that they didn't say anything about it like it wasn't mentioned anywhere in any of the patch notes and i when i went into the game when the patch first launched i played a carrier game and was like wow this is super different i something is weird here i can't do well in this ship all of a sudden so that was kind of frustrating
3: and yeah, uh, I, I noticed yeah. something with that because on the opposite end, I'm cruising around in my Odin or my Palmer, you know, something that's got decent AA on it, and I'm knocking complaining. out of the sky left and right on these things, like swatting them down, like, holy crap. Right? So I, even on the other end, there was a notice something had changed under the hood.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did uh, played my ZO um, right prior to the show, and I watched the fire uh, from my guns, my anti-aircraft, just... Blast these dudes on their way back up to altitude, and um, they never yeah. made it up. It was that it was used crazy. to be where they were immune or at least took less damage. And, and then the other thing, and I don't know of this one for a fact, but one of our clan members, um, Nightmare and I have both experienced this the fighter planes on battleships, cruisers, etc. Um, they're not engaging. And if they do engage, it's at the very end and just real briefly. So I think those are kind of jacked up too. And I don't know if that was intentional or if that's a bug, but um, we did notice that as well.
3: Yeah. In fact, I was in my Otago the other night and launched a a fighter squadron and they just kept spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. And this Parsival was just coming in on me, coming in and the the fighter planes would not engage. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to wait for them to orbit around and I'll catch it on the back. No, they would not engage at all. To me, it was just a waste of a consumable.
1: Yeah.
2: uh, Right now, I would recommend if you have the ability to go to spotter planes, it seems much more useful at the moment because yeah i'm I'm pretty confident that they are not engaging when they're supposed to
1: or or perhaps even anti air consumable might might be a good one until they fix whatever bug uh created this weird monstrosity absolutely.
3: Well, okay, so again, I'm going to jump on the Devil's Advocate bandwagon and say at least Wargaming was kind enough to put a public service announcement out by saying that this was not supposed to nerf the planes. And it'll, at least they said that they're going to fix it in, in, in a coming patch, unless I read that wrong.
2: Um, no, I mean, I think that's how it should be interpreted, but to me it felt kind of like fluff. Like, a lot of people noticed yeah. it and started complaining, and then they were like, oh, well, we should say something it about was,
0: it. It was very much, it, it kind of came across as a, we're sorry, you're mad. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and to be honest, they're a big enough company they should be able to catch these things before the patch goes live.
3: Yeah, you would you would think that they had, you know, you've got play testers, and you would think that it would go through some sort of a QA you know, with the patch before it went. Um, it looks like, and I'm the one who posted up in our Discord channel uh, from the Wargaming's announcement, but it looks like they're trying to add some um, options, like, because you've got submarines coming in. And here's another here's another, um, Easter egg, I guess, that subs are not far off, is because they're talking about adding uh, anti-submarine warfare planes, uh, new gameplay roles, et cetera, for the carriers. And so this was intended to kind of open up the option. So the intent was to open up the, um, versatility of the carriers in gameplay. Um, but it looks like it, it was that stealth nerf was inserted in. And it, I don't think it was intentional. So once again, I'll, I'll take war game side on this one and say, maybe it wasn't intentional. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they intended to actually nerf. It just kind of came out that way.
1: Well, at any rate, that, that, uh, it, it seemed like they were quick to say, oops, we're sorry, but like you guys said, it it very well could have been the result of, hey, we got to say something because we've got a whole lot of people upset.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm upset with Wargaming, but um, I'm going to jump to the other side of the fence, but for a completely different issue than the carrier issue and that was um, with the the early access release to the new us navy battleship line it looks like wargaming went they didn't learn their lesson from the puerto rico and when we talk about stealth nerfs they came out with a money grab of a pre-release which i was extremely disappointed in but i will save that till the time to get into that one all
1: right well moving on to some of the dev blog here um there's some new content that they're talking about in uh, in nine point ten, and they're talking about a, an honor of Brazilian Flag Day. The following content will be added, and they're going to add a Pan American Commander, uh, Francisco Ferreira Filo. <laughs> anyway, uh, he will have no enhanced skills or secondary or excuse me unique talents. Uh, he will have none of that but will have a unique appearance and his ranks will match those of the Brazilian Navy. Looks like there's a Brazil Naval flag as well. Then um, and they've got some camouflages that they're adding as well. Um, I don't know that they're going to be permanents. They don't say it, so I'm assuming no. Uh, But then they're, uh, let's see, they've got uh, the, oh, God, I can't even know if I can pronounce this, uh, a Tier 2, which is a carbon copy of the Albany only with Brazilian paint job all over it, and it's Almirante Abru, Abru, something like that. But, yeah, so that's, uh, I don't know, it's a premium Tier 2. I don't know how many people really, spend a lot of time down at tier two but that's something that they're going to add Uh, any thoughts on uh, on that um again uh (laughs) playing tier
2: two um yeah why you know why have a premium at tier two um if there's a part of this game i'm missing and you need tier two for it someone please explain it to me because i don't get it yeah.
3: Well, okay. So maybe this is a prelude because remember they added in the new campaign that uh, added, which made you go back and start out with like the tier two, tier three, tier four ships. So yep, maybe this true. is a prelude to more campaign stuff that they're throwing in for some of the, the, the earlier tiers, which I don't mind. It's fun going back and playing the dreadnoughts and the ironclads and all that, uh, that, you know, it's historical, um, so to me, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, what is it, what, what is a, a tier two cost you? Like, you know, 500 doubloon or something like that. I mean,
1: yeah, it's not much. The only one of these three, I mean, yeah, fine Brazil camo. I mean, it's, it's predominantly green. It's, it's got some blue in it. I mean, it's okay. It's, it, it's yeah, it, it's definitely bright. And, uh, the one for the, uh, Almirante is, uh, a lot of blue, some yellow, some green. I mean, it's, it's the standard Brazilian flag colors. Uh, that really doesn't interest me too much. The I'm all in on, on commanders, but this Francisco guy, when they say he will have no enhanced skills or unique talents... All he has is a unique appearance. So, I mean, most of the Pan-Asian guys are in this, they look Asian, they have, uh, you know, the the standard seaman hat, they have the, you know, the red, you know, kimonos, whatever they're called. This guy is wearing a naval uniform. I mean, outside of the medals on his chest and the symbol on his hat, he almost looks like an American naval officer. But do I really want to spend... Cole, do I want to spend doubloons on a guy that gives me no enhanced skills or unique talents? When I buy commanders out of the armory, and I'm assuming that's probably where he's going to go unless he's given out as part of a, uh, I don't know, their little, you know, missions and whatnot. Uh, I don't know, man. I've never bought any of the commanders that didn't have unique talents or enhanced skills to me it's a waste of time so I, I don't know maybe i'm completely out of the water on this but i mean i who couldn't use an additional 10 point pan-asian commander but i don't know too many people play a lot of pan-asian ships but uh, maybe down the road they're going to launch a bunch of those but right now it's just dds predominantly
0: i uh, correct you they're pan-european right no pan-american story, pan-american okay um, pan-american oh so okay which is there's literally one Pan-American ship right now. Yeah. Right. So does this mean maybe they're getting ready to release a Pan-American line?
1: I don't know. I mean, it looks like they're going to release this tier two. And that's really going to be it unless they.
0: Yeah, but these when they release these premiums, that's usually when there's a line coming down the road. Do you like remember when, like for example, when the Lo Yang came out? Couple months later, the pan, uh, pan Asian destroyers came around. When the uh, uh, Friesland came around, a couple months later, the Euro- Pan European destroyers came around.
1: That's yeah. true. That's true. But is, is Pan American going to fall underneath the? You well, know, it can't fall underneath the European. It would almost have to fall underneath the Commonwealth, right? There is uh, a Pan Cop- European.
3: Yeah, line, there is like a Pan Pan nation. American line nation nation line.
2: Uh, Commonwealth is only for states uh, that were formerly subjects of the UK. But um, I would like to see them expand that line before they brought in another nation. Uh, I mean, they have one ship in it, the Perth, right? So, the
3: Commonwealth Empire,
2: the-
3: and American.
1: Yeah, this commander is said to be Pan American, not Pan Asian, not Pan European. Oh, yeah. So he's Pan American. Right now, there is no line in Pan America, and there is no nation, I believe, that represents any Pan American ships.
3: Well, there is one Pan American premium, the Nueva de Julio, which is basically um, a carbon copy of the Boise, and it's got the Pan American flag on it. Um, it's the, st- the stats, and I. I yeah, it's to to Argentina.
1: Okay. Okay. So, if that's the case, what nation on our list uh, on the tech trees does it fall under?
0: Well, they're going to be. It's going to
1: be its own. It's going to be be. its
0: own. It's going to be. It's literally going to be pan-European or pan american I don't know why I keep saying European. That's what the nation is going to be.
3: Yeah. Which will encompass all the South American. um, Yeah. Navy's
2: Uh, South America and Central America.
1: Okay well in that case then I see a point here if they are going to indeed add another uh, country for lack of a better term here then this guy and this tier two aren't a terrible idea because then you can have potentially, I'm assuming if he's premium, he comes as a 10, you can put him on that too and start working him up and have maybe a 15, 16 point commander by the time that line drops.
0: He could also be like what they did with mighty jingles and with calm Richard, where he's a three, a three point captain. That's just a really easy mission.
1: Yeah, that's quite possible too. They didn't state how he's going to be there. They just said it's, it's going to be added to the game. So anyway, that was some, some interesting thoughts and uh, kind of went on a on a direction I didn't expect it, but that's exactly what we do here.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's okay because most people don't even realize, and it's funny because I will break out my uh, Nueva de Julio and every once in a while and bring in a game, and you know, I always get those comments like, is that a new ship? Or, Are you super tester? I'm like, no, man, this thing's been in the game for a long time.
0: Right. Yeah, well, the reason nobody buys it is because there's no end game with it yet.
3: Correct. Yeah. I I just happened to get it in a Christmas Santa crate and I've been playing it and I got the captain in it. And so in the hopes that someday they will add more to the line. But then if you look at like what Nimitz is saying with the pan, uh, I'm sorry, Commonwealth, the, the Commonwealth line where it is, there's four premiums in it but there's no tech tree line so this could be the pan-american could just be a premium only line kind of like the commonwealth well they've toyed
0: around with the idea of commonwealth ships in the past but you got to remember a lot of the time these commonwealth ships well they're going to have to come up with some kind of gimmick for them because they're just going to be carbon copies of british ships because it's going to be um canada australia new zealand uh india south africa and a couple of other countries but i don't know if they really had navies and they basically all used they, they didn't really have any indigen any indigenous designs they were all ex-british ex-british ships
3: yeah well i mean like look at the perth the perth has got um which is basically what a leander but has high explosive you know or look at the Haida. the Haida, y- y- you know has got a couple of gimmick um You know, unique attributes, excuse me, we're not supposed to use gimmicky anymore. They're gimmicky. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, The the Hayda's got, you know, on its um, equipment line, you know, so yeah, you're right. It is a carbon copy of a Royal Navy ship, but each one has its own unique gimmick to it. Characteristic gimmick gimmick <laughs>
1: well you know in in reality uh, you know you had the the large countries you had the united states you had russia italy had their fleet you know, Germany had their fleet, Japan had their fleet and all these other smaller nations purchased their ships from these major countries that were involved and in that were giant warring countries. So it's not a surprise that most, uh, most of them as these, these larger countries upgraded to bigger, badder, stronger, faster type ships that they didn't have much need for the old ones and, and were able to sell them to allied nations. And, and so it's, it's not a surprise that, uh, that they're out there and it's kind of neat because uh, there's so many people that play this game from around the world. I mean, how excited was, was KJ when, when some of these, uh, the Texas was coming in and some of these, these ships like the Oklahoma and some of these ships are coming in, you know, I'm sure there's, uh, I'm sure sock's going to be a big buyer on a Canadian ship, you know?
0: Yeah. I kind of want the hide up, but it's again, I don't really have a use for it. Um, when, when the speaking out. of which yeah, of Commonwealth ships, there could end up eventually, uh, potentially being a aircraft carrier line there. Nice,
3: Commonwealth I, aircraft yeah, carriers I because Canada, Canada did
0: have aircraft carriers, a couple of them in the in the fifties and sixties, but they didn't really go anywhere. Literally, what happened was uh, the British were going to scrap them, and the Canadian government basically paid what the British would have got for scrapping them. And we got a couple of aircraft carriers out of it. So I'm sure they could come up with some paper designs for that.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, look at the Pan-Asian line where you have like, I forget, you know, the, the, the whoop, Wu Tang Clan, what is it? The Wu Chung Chung yeah, Chung yeah, Lu. yeah. Which is basically a Fletcher class that they took and put the deep waters on. But that's what the nations did back then. Is that you know the Taiwan or the uh, um you know the the lesser nations would buy from the you know Royal Navy or buy from
1: United States Navy. Lesser they, nations, I see. Well, a- less less warring nations. Let's just Correct. say that. There Leper, we go
3: lesser military endowed nations i guess nations without a large military
1: <laughs> well put well put
0: i was just going to say your america is showing <laughs> <laughs>
3: did you did you say america
1: yeah, I think yeah, he get, did. You got to
3: pronounce it right. It's Murka. And
1: and, and uh, you know on that, you know you mentioned the Pan Asian, you got the Loyang. We were talking about that just a little bit ago. The Loyang Tier 8 is a carbon copy of a Benson and if you look at it when you buy the ship, it still has the number 14 in United States military paint on it.
0: Well, in real life Lo-Yang is USS Benson. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's not uncommon. Like they are literally the same piece of metal. All
3: right. It just belongs to a lesser endowed military nation. That's all. I just had to throw that back in there.
1: <laughs> Thanks for clarification, man. <laughs> I'll always let you always in good trouble. to keep
3: us on the... Right. To, I don't want to get canceled over in the Mando cave over here.
1: <laughs> Hashtag cancel Mando. Oh, right. Ouch. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, we're a little bit short, but I got a feeling we're going to run really long in the next segment, so let's take a quick five, and uh, we'll be right back, everyone. Hang tight. All right, and we are back. And since that segment's wrapped up, I wanted to talk. Uh, there's a couple more on the dev blogs that I wanted to hit. This this next one here is some changes to, sh- to test ships in 9.9. Uh, the British cruiser Plymouth Tier 10. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be premium. They didn't. Highlight it like the other ones here for whatever reason. Uh, They reduced the main battery firing range Uh, Actually, they increased it from 14.2 to 15.3 Which is really poor as far as I'm concerned for a cruiser range, but I'm sure you can add on to that with uh, with skills and whatnot Uh, Belfast 43 at tier 8 The number of short burst smoke generator consumables increased from three to four, so that's kind of a nice little bonus. Now, they've made some changes to a ship line that is not yet there in the Kansas and Minnesota. The Kansas, the AP shells, and it looks both of these were very similar. Uh, They're almost identical in their change. And they've reduced the maximum damage of the AP shells down in the Kansas from 12,400 to 11,800. And they also make a note that the AP shells will lose speed a bit faster and their flight trajectory will start to arc more. Just slightly, they said. Um, the so, Minnesota, they've decided,
0: so they've decided to nerf a line that was already going to be irrelevant?
1: Pretty much, yeah. They made the shells more arky, like the, other, uh, the rest of the ships in... Uh, on the other tr- other side of that tree um wow. the minnesota also damage reduced from 13,500 to 12,800 uh and once again same thing they're going to lose speed a little bit faster and their trajectory is going to slightly arc a little bit more
0: all i have to say that is uh, gg war gaming
3: <laughs> yeah. or or I'm going to go out on a limb and say, did they buff the Kansas and the Minnesota? Because with a higher or a more -er, (laughs) arcier flight trajectory, you can island camp and sit behind the islands and and float those rounds up and over the islands more. I don't know. Maybe it's a nerf or uh, maybe it's a buff.
0: Yeah, but the killing their damage is pretty comprehensive
1: nerf. Yeah, and these things already reload. Terribly terrible on their reloads. So I don't know, man.
3: Have you guys gone up against the Minnesota yet?
2: Yes. 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 The Minnesota needs Jenny Craig. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they're slow as hell. They don't reload for nothing. And,
3: they hit ugh. like a freight train.
1: Well, not not after this. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they
0: do hit very hard. Um, but um they they burn they burn a lot. Yeah, I remember really I was playing my Thunderer couple couple of days ago a week ago maybe i don't remember if i mentioned this on the last show this might have happened after but um i did a hundred and fifty thousand damage to this guy over the course of the game and he still finished with half of his health so like they're pretty easy to do fire damage to, but they seemed well because they have such a big health pool they seem to be able to get it back pretty easily
3: yeah, I, I mean, looking at the line, I don't know. It's going to be one big hurdle going up to the Vermont. The Vermont looks very promising, though. Um, looking at it, I don't know. I, it'll be it'll be an experiment, I guess, in futility. <laughs> like me going up the French DD line. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they did note one last change. Another ship, the Tier Five Oklahoma. And this one kind of surprised me. The main battery reload time has increased from 34 up to 40 seconds. So they're doing Whoa, the same wow. thing with that wow. as they are with these other ones. So wasn't that thing
0: basically already hot garbage? Yeah, and now they yeah, made the reload tealized. that much
1: harder. Yeah,
0: because it's got it's got 14 inch guns, correct? I
3: I don't know. Uh, I can look it up.
0: Uh, so because if it has 14 inch guns, on its turret layout, it's got Four turrets, uh, a double, a tr- two doubles and two triples, right? Correct. So that's what, six, that's ten guns. That's the same amount of guns as the Texas, and the Texas has a 34-second 30, reload, I think. So why would they make it six seconds longer than the Texas, which already has terrible DPM?
4: Uh, I think I saw one of those. I have to see if I can find it. They were going to increase the AP penetration on one, on that as well. I think um, saw it, one of the, one of the blogs or one of the posts somewhere.
1: Either way, a tier yeah. Five being increased like that is It's just, yeah, crazy. Another,
4: on one of the other, on one of the other, uh, notes, uh, they've got in here. It says the Oklahoma AP shell armor penetration was increased.
0: Now, uh, not to be, not to be that guy. But if this was a Russian line, do you think they would have done the same kind of nerfs
2: and changes? Absolutely not.
4: Uh, Of course they would.
2: Would, yeah, I meant would. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I think, uh, so with the Oklahoma, um, I was looking at some stats on it. It says, uh, you know, with the right captain skills and modules and everything, you can get out to 19.9. Isn't that awfully long for a tier 5 battleship? Yeah, that is actually. The Texas, I believe,
0: is like 16 with the range mod. And it's got a pretty big
2: alpha damage, I think, as well.
3: I'm looking at it on the tech tree compared to like since you brought it up with the Russian line and with the Piotr, um, the tier 5 Russian battleship, which has the same caliber guns, a 33-second reload, and you're your alpha strike is there's only a 400 point difference, ten thousand versus ten thousand four hundred. So why does the Oklahoma have a reload time of forty seconds com- compared to the Piotr, which
2: has got a thirty three second reload? You said the alpha's four hundred more, uh, more in the um, Oklahoma's favor.
3: Four hundred more in the I'm sorry, five hundred more in the the Russian favor, the Piotr. Wow. Piotr's 10,500, Oklahoma's 10,000 straight, um, f- same caliber gun, Piotr is a 33-second reload, Oklahoma is now a 40-second reload. I, I don't understand what their rationale is. I
0: mean, with there, there is the Soviet gimmick that you can't really ignore, but I don't think that really makes up for it. Well, what's the health pool
1: difference? Maybe that has something to do with it.
3: So let's take a look. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is, is at
1: uh, 48, 200
3: with an 18% torpedo protection and the Piotr is at a 47,000 with a 13%. So you're, you're a little bit less, you know, 5% less torpedo protection and, but the hit point pool is just about the same. Yeah. Um, so the difference, I don't, I don't have the numbers for me. The difference has got to be in the, um, the Sigma, the accuracy of the guns is probably where they're making up for the, the from
0: uh, what I understand, the Oklahoma Oklahoma had, has, or at least had, a Sigma of 1.5. No, I'm looking at the one I'm looking at showing 1.8. Okay, so they must have changed that. 1.8 is actually
2: pretty darn good for a tier 5. Max dispersion of like 231, 231 meters.
1: Well, and then what's the comparison with the Russian version?
2: 206.
1: (laughs) So advantage all the way across the board, Russian. Yeah, how about
3: that? Yeah, that that baffles me. I don't know. There's got to be something, something. I'm sure some of our listeners. Hey, if you guys know, man, shoot us an email. Get on our live chat. Let us know what is the difference. I mean, what is justifying a seven seven second slower reload over a Russian line battleship? That's, I mean, it's same tier. If you guys know, shoot us. You know, shoot us an email. Shoot us. uh, uh, Let us know. We we want to know.
1: Well, and the Oklahoma is a premium, is it not? I mean, the the it is. The, yes, it is. the Peter is not; it's a tech tree. So, why is it from top to bottom better than the Oklahoma as a premium? Yeah,
2: right. wait, I bet. I bet you, if you compare the Oklahoma to the uh, October Revelisca, yeah, that, yeah, I bet you, that's a huge difference.
1: Yeah, it's really, really weird. I mean, it makes me want to go out and buy American, doesn't it? <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah even, the, even the October's got a thirty-two second reload,
0: but it also has smaller guns. It's got uh, twelve-inch guns United. rather than 14s Yeah, the but October's got, tw- but it does have twelve of them.
3: Smaller caliber. I was just trying to compare it to a Russian line that had same caliber, same type of a gun lineup.
4: The October runs at twenty-three knots, and the Oklahoma's at nineteen something. I mean, we always know that the American battleships were slow, but good lord. Yeah, that's terrible.
3: Yeah, I mean c- come on, Wargame sell, sell me on this. Why would I want to you know spend money on something that's worse? It reminds me of when they had the event where it had the what is it the duke the the duke of york and the iron duke I'll, I'll grab it here in a second, but they had the two battleships um, and it was I'm sorry, the King George V or the King George V and the Duke of York two identical battleships. The Duke of York is the premium. The King George is the tech tree line and the Duke of York. I and mean, the ships are identical, except that the Duke of York has a slower reload time. That's the only difference between the two. And that's the premium that you got to pay money for. I don't know. It, it baffles me why war game would do something like that. Why would I spend money on a ship that is less than a tech tree line that I can get for free? It, I, I, Hopefully, somebody's got the answer for that out there.
1: The only thing that I can possibly think of is they're banking on that premium Duke of York, the premium Oklahoma, that it has enough naval history behind it that the history buffs will want to have it in their port. That's the only thing that I can think that they have any kind of banking on that. Uh, Otherwise, I got nothing, man. I I don't get it either. Well, Well, there's also
2: economy gain. yeah Yeah. and they also know no matter what mando's gonna spend his money on it so
0: (laughs) you know if you (laughs) have a ship if you have (laughs) a ship that you're if i'm guaranteed to make money and you know if i'm gonna make 30 40 percent more credits in a ship and it's five percent worse i'm probably gonna play it
3: that would be the only reason yeah is if you're gonna make more credits off of it or more experience um You know, in game. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good point. Either way, huge nerf bat to the Oklahoma man. I feel sorry.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that either. And you know what? Honestly, if I want to make money, I'm going to run, you know, a Thunder. I'm going to run a JB up there at nine. I'm going to run eight, seven, eight, nine plus. With all of the the, the premium camo and the premium ship and I'm going to do all my stuff that way. I'm going to get all my credits. I'm going to get the extra XP. I'm going to do it that way and I'm not going to waste my money on a tier 5 that's been nerfed. I don't think so.
3: Well, even even to piggyback on with you, cyber, like you brought up a couple of episodes ago with the Anchorage, it's a ship you're not interested in. Why spend the time and 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 grind for something that you're just really not interested in? Same thing, even Oklahoma, even if it's a just an event ship that you have to go through a series of events or a dockyard or however they're going to you know introduce it. Why would I take my time out? I would rather be going doing something else because to me it's just not even worth just doing a grind
2: for. I yeah, I can respond to that in this um like I I could take or leave the anchorage if I get it, I get it if I don't, I don't but there is a bunch of nice little rewards getting to that point so I want to collect all the other rewards that I can just because you know it's it's basically free so I'm grinding the line but I'm not actually gonna be upset if I don't get the anchorage.
1: How how's everybody else feel about the uh, the anchorage uh uh what is it the the build port uh what, what what are you thinking on that everybody else I
0: think it's fine I have it it's a good ship
3: Yeah I'm I'm plugging along I didn't you know the um what is it the mandatory 3000 doubloons you needed to get the ship but I'm just going through the dockyard um just going the missions are really uh fairly simple to get and i'm already up to i'm about to close out here on what is it rank or some i'm sorry phase 17 out of 20 so i'm about to launch mine out um and i just decided to do it the normal good old-fashioned tech tree way no problems grinding it and i'm actually looking forward to because i'm a cruiser guy so to me it's worth
4: it kj well you know I me mean, i haven't been on a whole lot because of real life stuff so i I haven't got very far on the uh, on the whole dockyard thing, so if I was to try to get it, I'm going to have to either pay for it or grind through it. But again, like I said before, it's not one of those I'm like dying to get. It's like if I get it, great. If I don't, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat, and I spoke about that. do you mentioned that that uh, I have no interest in that ship, and therefore, I if I had to look at the the current state of my dockyard. I probably may be phase two because I haven't paid any attention to it. And I will say it's probably coming a perfect time to have something in the dockyard that I really don't give a damn about because flat out I've been busy. (laughs) I've been busy doing a bunch of other stuff. I haven't been on the game a whole lot and it's not a ship I'm going to miss. It's not a ship I give anything about i don't care about it and i'm looking at these you know these american battleships and uh we we, you know let's we can go into the weekly grind here on this but we're going to talk about the u.s battleships and and the new ones that are coming off that tree as well and i just don't have a whole lot of interest in driving a slow tub all the way across and having a 40 second reload I, i really don't have interest in a ship like that I don't know. Maybe you guys got it more, got something better th- than I do on that, but it just does not interest me at all.
3: I, I'm going to be honest. The only interest that I have with the line coming out or the phase two or you know whatever you want to whatever you want to call it is that there's going to be some patches that are going to be released and one of them is going to be an air force patch and I'm a retired air force guy so to me that's the most exciting thing about the the battleship line coming out is I'm getting an air force patch it shows you how bad uh, that I really want to go down the new US Navy line
1: yeah I will say that on that on the dev blog that uh, I was going to bring up next was the American battleships part 2 and they're talking about uh, obviously you know, more containers and another uh, collection. And that's the only thing as I was scrolling through all this, I mean, it looks like there's going to be a military camo and some different crates and all that stuff. And that's, that's all well and good. But the wild blue yonder patch, honestly, I'm ex air force as well. And that's the only thing that gave me any kind of interest. (laughs) So if I get it, great. Awesome. I'll I'll probably do what I got to do to have the air force patch. But outside of that, None of this really interests <laughs> me. So
3: hopefully that answers your question about my anticipation of the new U.S. Navy line coming out. I'm in it for the Air Force patch.
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty much where I am. But uh, while we start our weekly grind, might as well get it done right here. Uh, the U.S. battleships, um, the existing line, and then the uh, you know the expansion line as well. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I grind, or I ground all the way up to the Montana. I I liked the North Carolina. The shells were awful floaty. Some of the ships prior to it, the Colorado, the New Mexico. I enjoyed those. They were slow as heck. And it was tough to get used to when playing with uh, other ships and then jumping back to them, how slow you were going. But at least in the North Carolina, I felt like I could match up against Tier 10s and I could launch shells all the way across the map and get dev strikes and, and citadels, and it was a lot of fun. The IOI felt like was a complete change. It went a different direction than the North Carolina in that the shells didn't float as much. It played a little bit different. And then when I got to the Montana, it seemed like a carbon copy of the North Carolina again, just a little bit higher on the tier. I don't know. What do you guys think? What did you, What did you like about it? What did you dislike about it? Any kind of tips you can give to uh, anybody that's uh, getting into this line.
3: All right. I'll jump in there and say, again, if you are a new player coming into this game, the u.s navy battleship line it can get a little frustrating at the lower tiers because of the speed factor uh, it, I'm a firm believer that every every line has a hurdle to get through. It's kind of a proving ground. U.S. Navy battleship line. The proving ground is the slow ships. You've got 22, 24 knot, 19 knot ships until you start getting up into the Tier 8, Carolina, the Iowa, and the Montana, where you start picking up and getting the actual getting up to speed with the rest of your other tech tree counterparts. As far as the gunnery, you can't go wrong with the U.S. Navy line. The gunnery, the guns hit hard. They, they, they're accurate. Um, so, going back to my original statement, is if you're a new player coming into this game, you can't go wrong. It's a good, solid, basic foundation line to go up to get a grasp at the game. I my still own,
0: believe, I still believe that the U.S. battleship line is the best line to learn how to battleship.
3: Yes, I, I 100% back you up on that.
0: It doesn't have any. It, it's just that's. It's kind of the the, the same shtick with all the U.S. lines because they're so old. There's no gimmicks. They're the best lines to learn how how to worship.
3: Yeah, everything from positioning to dealing with the slower speed. They're maneuverable. Don't, don't misinterpret slow as non-maneuverable. They're actually very maneuverable. They, they steer very well. They just don't have a high top-end speed. Um, and, and learning how to position, and with the floaty gun arcs, they're very rewarding once you can land those salvos and get your aiming down. And then from jumping from the U.S. Navy tree to a different tech tree where you have the more flatter trajectory on the gun arcs, you, you can only get better from there. But no, I'm behind Sock 100%. It is the best line. If you want to learn how to, how to battleship, go down the U.S. Navy line.
0: And it humbles you, too, because they... The the skill ceiling is relatively high, but the skill floor is also quite is quite low. If you know what I mean, you know you you can play very well with them, but you don't have to be a great player to do well.
3: And for the new players out there, as as well as I mean, old time returning players, like if you're going to do the research bureau and go back up the line, uh, there's a lot of perks going up that line for example the anti-aircraft suites are usually really good um, so you don't have to I mean you don't have to worry about getting bothered by CVs too much Uh, they have good torpedo protection uh, along with the maneuverability so I guess what I'm trying to say is they're a very forgiving ship um, with the exception of once you start getting up into the Carolina Iowa and Montana if you go broadside as with anything else in the game you're going to get punished
1: that's, that's one place I will disagree. The, uh, if you're close enough and you make a stupid move like that, yeah, you're going to get a little bit punished. But I will say the Iowa was a pretty solid ship, as was the North Carolina. Uh, they were able to take a, a heck of a beating. And in my Montana, you know, I, I, I do have it set up as more of a tank build now. But that thing can sit and take a ton and ton of punishment and still be able to do just fine. The only problem is, I mean, I can take a ton, but for some reason I'm unable to put out a ton of damage because of the... My problem problem is that I went with a lot of the French battleships and I got into the Russian lines and the flatter, faster-firing shells. And when you go from that... Back to the American battleships, they float, and you have to relearn how to aim because they are going to get there so much later than the Russian and French. And it's, it's a transition you're going to have to deal with if you're going to be playing all the different ships. So, Yeah,
0: my biggest advice to somebody playing U.S. battleships, especially the higher tiers, forget about anything that's more than 20 kilometers away from you. Just forget yeah. about it, especially if it's a They're, cruiser. You're just plain and simple, you're not going to hit him.
3: Yeah, those shells are so floaty going out there.
2: I will say the, the U.S. battleship line, until I got to the North Carolina, almost made me cry. I was really done. <laughs> <laughs> I was so done with this. I was like, there's no way I'm ever getting to Montana. I'm just see, not going to do it. But see, I, I, I didn't hate them. I hated them. I couldn't, couldn't stand them. And then I powered through. I got to the North Carolina I think it was Shep that told me, he's like, dude, just stick with it. Once you get to the North Carolina, you'll be okay. And uh, he was right. And uh, from the North Carolina on, I love the line. Um, I think it is uh, very forgiving. Um, it's a good line to learn with. Um, yeah. It's a solid yeah. line. I mean, my, my Montana, um, I'll put that up against any battleship, Russian or not. I don't care. Um, yeah,
0: you, you know, South Carolina was good. Wyoming was good. New York was good. Nobody's ever accused the New Mexico or Colorado of being good ships, but I didn't think they were terrible.
1: No, I I actually uh, liked the way that the New Mexico and the Colorado played. I enjoyed those two probably more than the rest prior to them. Um, That was just my play style. I I will say I've told the story. I don't know how many times, but I I don't know. I've ever told it on the air here. Uh, When I got to the North Carolina, one of the most rewarding things is is the beginning of one match. I happened to be in the North Carolina fairly new. I don't even think I had the next hull or any of this stuff researched. I had had a full set of equipment out there, and I was up and running. I got going, and I started heading over towards A, hung a left, and started working my way over, and I popped my spotter plane right away the spotter plane got up and i think i was able to reach out to like 28k or 27k something like that it was a long damn distance but i saw a cruiser all the way across the map and he was going broadside he was he was starting at, at i'm guessing the middle position and he was heading over to the same direction i was and i put those floaty shells i put the cursor way up and i think i had to lead him by like 15 15 little notches on that little mark, and I was like, this is going to be a prayer, but I'm going to take a shot anyway because it's the beginning of the game. They're loaded. I might as well. So I fired those APs, and they went up, and it felt like forever. But when they came down, I got two or three citadels, a dev strike, and first blood that quick, and one salvo. <laughs> so, I mean, the North Carolina and even the Iowa and Montana, you can reach out. And dial somebody a real hell of a lot of damage if you get used to how those shells fire.
2: It is gonna be a while before I do any of these new lines or any of these new battleships in the new line. Um, I just going back and buying the Colorado and grinding through that uh, again. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> it's no, mm, mm.
0: Yeah. I think I will do them eventually, but priority one for me right now is Research Bureau. I really want the Ohio.
3: You will not be disappointed. I know we've talked about it before.
2: Yeah. A Montana that's better in every way. I've got way too many other things to do without... Adding the Colorado to my already, <laughs> yeah. and you
0: know, in in my my infinite multitasking wisdom, I've almost completely grinded out the shores just since we started recording.
3: Oh, and okay, so speaking of Research Bureau, and I'm going to rabbit hole. I, I don't want to hijack. That's
1: okay. Go for it. Go for it.
3: They added a w- w- last patch. The Palo sneaky, Emilio yes, sneaky wargaming added the uh Palo Emilio to the research Bureau I didn't yeah, think I it thought was it was going
0: to be a coal ship
3: I did as well, but they added it to the research bureau so i was I was um you know grinding out I was thinking maybe Siegfried. maybe I'll go for the Slava. I don't know the Palo Emilio well, it's one of the ones that I've been talking about man they yeah. they yeah. Holy shemole, that
0: things fast
3: yes forty three knots base speed. And I
0: think you gets to like SAT. a 25-30% speed boost too. Like It gets a good speed boost. It's really fast. So, yeah. And semi-armor piercing on a destroyer. It's just the ultimate DE killer.
3: Sneaky Wargaming snuck that one in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe the announcement for it got lost with the uh,
3: Right up there with it's the in, Florida?
0: It's, it's, I bet it's in the same document that had the, the CV changes in it.
3: And yeah, and the and the announcement that the Florida went live to the to the premium shop as well.
0: Yeah, well, we knew about that one, but um, I think that was I, I I wish they hadn't nerfed that so much. It doesn't seem like it's an amazing ship anymore. Although I haven't looked too closely into it well, recently.
3: Speaking of and speaking of double sneaky, when you go into the armory, they added the uh, Franklin De Roosevelt for steel.
0: Yeah, thirty three thousand steel. For an aircraft carrier. The
3: That's highest price steel ship. Yeah. Um, I've been watching some gameplay on that one too. And that thing is just, uh, it's just, um, yeah, it's wow. Like, wow. It, like, good. Wow. Like, wow. I, that thing has just been decimating. Um, so if you got the steel, anyway, they snuck those in there. I wasn't expecting to see those. So yeah, need to hijack it and run down a rabbit hole, but yeah, they snuck those in there to the armory. So you got a sneaky wargaming.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not not super excited about that. But I, I will say, if they're going to do the same with the black and put it in the Research Bureau, I'm going to be pretty upset with them. So it needs to come back as coal, as they said, or, or we're expecting. If it goes Research Bureau, I'm going to be really upset. Because here's the thing. I've started into the Research Bureau. I'm starting to tally up some points. And I'm looking at it like it's going to take me forever to get into the Slava or one of these others. So I figured maybe I'm just going to say screw it. And spend the points on a unique upgrade. Tell me why I'm wrong. Come on, somebody.
3: <laughs> yeah, the uh, <clears throat> well, I'll let somebody else. I'll, I'll let somebody else jump on that one. And that's
0: it's tough because the Ohio is just so compelling. I have but it. some of those legendary modules are also very compelling. But at the same time, some of them are also very much not worth twenty thousand research points. Yeah,
2: yeah. I haven't delved into the research bureau yet. Um, I just can't bear the thought of closing out a line that it took me so long to get to, and then you know doing it again. At some point, I probably will. I haven't done it yet. Um, But uh, that does seem kind of a unfair trade from what Cyber was saying. Yeah. One thing I will say though
0: is that everybody I've talked to who decided "Ah, I'm never going to get that ship and decided to do other stuff with the Research Bureau regretted it.
3: Yeah, I've heard that as well. I I second that one. What is going on? Like me and Sok have been on the same page for like three topics now. I I know, something's (laughs) not right.
1: I think the universe is out of balance or
0: something. It's
3: 2020, man, I'm telling you.
0: Well, maybe I just need to go tell the potatoes to play Ranked. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm not even doing. I, that's a whole other topic. I I stopped Man, playing rank. I want to yeah, know how much you
2: played rank this season, either. I want to know how much you paid him to agree with you. That's all I want to know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, it, it, it it was an awful lot. Yeah, I don't know. Sock and I have been on the same page for three topics now. I've been keeping score, and so I'm going to blame COVID in 2020. I think, it's, on I that think
0: one. it's just our mutual anger at wargaming this week.
3: Yeah, we
4: have a common <laughs> common enemy. I think this week. Maybe he's maybe he's just getting older now. So he's getting you know, like the rest of us who are older.
1: <laughs> I have to shout out to the chat room. Even they're agreeing with you guys. <laughs> How is somebody else agreeing with Sock? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, well, I don't speak from the grave, old men in here. Wow, that was below the bow, really?
3: (laughs) Okay, shots fired. Shots fired. Wow, right over the bow on that one.
0: I mean, you, I, I didn't really think about it before until a couple weeks ago. But you guys are all literally old enough. Like, literally, all four of you are old enough to be my dad.
2: Okay, new topic. Uh, well, topic. definitely
1: I'm not. I haven't made a trip to Canada in the last 30 years, so I think I'm good.
3: I've never been there. I've been all over the world except for Canada, so yeah, you're you're
1: safe. I, actually,
2: I actually go to Sox hometown twice a year, but it wasn't me either,
4: I swear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> KJ, what have no. you got to say? Give me an alibi, buddy.
4: No, I – hey, I can't – I can't – I can't vouch for him on that one. I have no idea what he was doing up there in Canada. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. There's a reason why he lives out on that side of the coast. <laughs> okay, new topic. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> drugs we'll... are
1: better out here. <laughs> maybe, maybe. They're a little cheaper. Moving right now. swiftly on. Yeah. Uh, how about before we go to parting shots? Anybody else want to throw something in here? and cue the crickets (laughs) right tumbleweeds floating across wow you guys came prepared i'm loving this
3: well (laughs) i can go off on a whole nother episode rant on the florida and the new paywall for the pre No, i know i I could too we should probably save that
0: for next week yeah we're running
2: a little over time um Uh, Shep, shep shep and i were talking today um and i'm just curious what you guys think because i know what his opinion and what my opinion are um there's so much to do right now and four ships so much to do and before when we talked about this you know a couple of patches back or whatever i told everybody hey i'm excited this is awesome it seems like uh it seems like they're you know uh Trying to get the players more involved. They're giving us different stuff to do. It's very eclectic. This is awesome. But now, with time limits on everything, it feels like I'm grinding stuff to do so I get the rewards. And there's so much of it to do that I can't really play the ships that I enjoy mm-hmm. most.
0: And I've um, been noticing, you know, now that I'm back at university and like 90% of my time is taken up with that, you know, some days I don't even turn my PC on. I'm uh, I'm struggling to get all this stuff done. All this worship stuff.
3: Yeah, I can agree with that because I'm I'm still trying to grind up to get to the Yamato and I'm on this atrocious Amagi at Tier 8, but I'm so busy caught up trying to do everything else dockyard and the, you know this release and that release and trying to
2: grab these boxes.
3: I have yet I haven't touched my Amagi in 2 weeks. Not that that's a bad thing, but it it, it is kind of distracting. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, I love all the events and I love all the different stuff that they're doing and, you know, hats off to them. But maybe we could spread that a, a little bit more apart, and put some time in, you know, distance in between so we have time to do other stuff as well.
1: I don't know. Yeah. And, and you know what? I've got one complete, well, one that I want to voice right now anyway. I've, I've got more, but that's for another episode. I was playing with a handful of these guys, uh, what was it, last night, night before, and I find I don't know, I, I completed another one of the Transformers uh, missions, and I ended up with three crates uh, to open up. I must have completed one of the one of the uh, directives, and uh, I had it in the port, and I went over there and I just said, you know what, open all three. And I was surprised because I got two of the same crates, Optimus Prime commanders—they're three-point commanders. But what do I need two of them for? <laughs> I mean, what, can't can't you just give me something else or allow me to swap it out with somebody else? What the heck, man? What what is that all about? One's Optimus Prime, and one's even more Optimus Prime. Uh, uh, I wish that was the case, but no, they're not. They're op- the same. Optimal Prime. <laughs> Opt- optimal Prime, yeah. Yeah, why can't I combine the two and make it a 6.1 commander, you know? What, what What? the hell, you know? Can I get rid of one of them? Can I do something? I mean, two of them, what the hell am I going to do? I'm not even going to use a, a, a three-point commander at all, but now you give me two of them. They're going to get dismissed. I got no reason to keep them, but I mean, yeah, it's Optimus Prime, but am I going to put them on a Montana? No, that's just dumb. (laughs) What am I going to do, you know? That's
0: why you got to hoard that Elite Commander XP and just boost them up to 19 points.
1: Uh, Well, and then it'll be 21 by the time I get there, but uh, I don't know. I, I just i've uh i just couldn't believe it i'm like really out of three crates all the crates that i've opened prior to this not one and then in three crates i hit open all and then bam two optimus primes that's just nuts i i I get randomization but it's terrible epic fail there wargaming (laughs) god nice dice rolls right yeah really man give me something better and that's one thing I, i have said i haven't spent a penny and i'm a big Transformers nerd when it comes to stuff. I haven't spent a penny on it. I have had almost no interest in it because the crates that I'm getting with the stuff uh, just by doing the directives aren't giving me anything I really enjoy. I mean, patches and stuff like that. Great. And yeah, I can get camos, but for largely ships I don't own. (laughs) What the hell? Well, if it makes you
2: feel any better, Cyber, I do have two Megatrons. So
1: maybe we Uh, can swap. Yeah. Maybe we can swap one. Yeah, that'd be great if I could gift you one. You could gift me the other, and then it'd be great. But yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure I have three bumblebees. God, what the <laughs> heck is with the, the system? Is mind. broken? Fix it. I mean, instead of instead of adding ten more things for us to do, how about fix the one that's currently in progress? You know, yeah, don't give us three more, right four now. more, ten more to worry about. So we have to get on every day to bang all this stuff out fix the stuff that's already there you know one other complaint that i've got all of these updates and all these fascinating changes and all these all these quality of life improvements not once did i say they were going to mention fixing the loading screen anytime you flip into let's take a look at oh let's look at our naval base or let me click on the armory sometimes that takes 10 15 seconds to load why does that still happen in a game that's been live for this long? Why does that continue?
3: That yeah, sounds that, like a problem gotta count with up your all PhD. the duplicate no. you have in your port. Uh,
2: like the uh, the dockyard is a pain in the. Okay, before what, a quick poll here. Quick poll here. How
0: many of you guys are running this game on an SSD versus a mechanical drive? I am. I am. You. You are what? I have um, an SSD.
4: Okay. Actually, it's I, NVMe.
0: I'm also running it on an SSD and a, NVMe as well. And I find my loading times are perfectly fine, snappy, quick. I never really have loading issues, unless I have a, something else like Steam is
2: demolishing my drive, but that's not Wargaming's fault. The only the only screen I have a problem with is when you go into the actual dockyard to look at the construction of the ship. And that takes Yeah, like that can four sometimes seconds. take seconds that one drives me nuts and then once you if you click on it by accident cuz i do that from time to time you can't get out of it until it loads it and then you have to exit it and then you got to wait another 45 seconds to exit it yeah
0: i don't find it's so much that the crap. issue is with it uh, loading in i find loading out of it getting back to the port is it takes a lot longer
3: so Nightmare Phoenix, who's in our live show chat room, is chiming in, and he would like to add that they're working on new things instead of fixing older things, and I agree with Nightmare. They don't want to touch it. New stuff is shiny, old stuff is dull.
0: Well, Let's like, look at the stupid things. rudder bug that's been in the game for like six months now. Like, do you guys yeah. experience that, where sometimes your rudder, it'll be, you'll be hard over, but the indicator will only show half? That, that yeah, drives right. me crazy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, uh, and then there's some other things. I know when they launched this last patch that some people are actually crashing. I mean, Sock, you had it the other night. You didn't even drop into the game that we were all in for, you know, an extra 30, 40 seconds. We were already sailing. Oh, yeah. I have, you know? On the loading so, screen, I got a crash to desktop. I mean, that kind yeah, of thing happens it, once in a while well, in room for me. Okay. And, and, that's, and that's still a guy with a solid-state drive. And when you're leaving these different screens, you know, you said you still have issues. I mean it's a problem for everybody. I mean, more so a problem with those of us that have mechanic drives as opposed to the SSD, but still what the heck, you know?
2: No, I agree. Um, the game has been around long enough that that
4: should not be a problem. I agree hundred percent, but
1: all right, let's wrap that up and head to parting shots. KJ, we'll start with you.
4: Uh, I don't know. I got a whole lot, just normal, just be safe and all that. Um, like I said, I just haven't been a, had, had a chance to get in the game much lately just because of due to work and not getting home until super late. And when I'm done with that, it's back to bed. So, But other than that, uh, you guys stay safe. Wargaming, fix your crap. Quit adding so much extra crap onto the crap that you already have because there's enough crap in the game right now that we don't have enough time to get it all done. <laughs> Besides that, everybody have a good night. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. All right Mando. Uh,
3: real quick. Uh, I got two quick parting shots the first one is wargaming yeah fix your crap and stop putting free tech tree stuff behind a paywall uh, and make people pay for the free stuff in the game and my second parting shot is I got two names my runner up name uh, for this last week is T-Rex Squirrel T-Rex Squirrel my, my, uh, my kiddo at home really liked your, your on screen name but I've got a name you know I thought Bill Bro Baggins was the name to bestow all I've I got-
0: seen that guy before
3: yeah, I, I got another one. I got another name that's that just topped my list. And so my shout-out, parting shot, goes out to Rootin' Tootin' Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I
1: rootin like that
3: Tootin one. Vladimir Putin. If you are <laughs> listening, we got to get you on the show. I got to know where that name comes from, buddy. That's
0: got to be close to the character limit.
3: <laughs> I believe it was. Because, um, wow. The Rootin' Rutin was spelled R-U-T-I-N. Rutin oh yes, yeah, so that's definitely at the character uh, limit. <laughs> yeah. Um great name. Love it. That's my parting shot.
1: Was he in a gearing?
3: No, he was in a Kremlin.
1: Okay, well that's okay then. I'm alright. As long as he was in a Russian ship. All right. Nimitz, what do you got?
2: uh, uh you know, I think uh you guys touched on pretty much everything tonight. So uh I I would say anybody out there, you can send in messages to the show. KJ needs some love. His Oklahoma Sooners are 0-2 as of today.
4: You would bring that up, wouldn't you? (laughs) Sports, what a concept. Wow. I'm right now showing you who's number one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Sock, what do you got for us?
0: Um. Well, I should probably say, I should probably apologize for not streaming for the last three weeks. I've just been so busy. I haven't had a chance. And every time I have had a chance, I've just been like, God, I don't feel like talking to anybody right now. So we will get back into it. You guys know the link, you know where to find me. Um, it'll be back just time pending. It's just been a busy few weeks.
3: You're going to apologize for being on topic with me for three talking points. Hmm.
0: Well, well, why do I need to apologize? You're the one that's finally seen the light.
2: (laughs) Ooh. Wow, that was a parting shot. Yeah, literally. Shots fired again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: That was my... Yeah, that was my wailing harpoon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, I I got a a feeling I just want to keep the record button going long after the show's over just to get some good stuff.
2: <laughs> All the outtakes, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think oh, that would man. be fun. All right, no parting shot for me this week. Uh, just be out there, have fun in the game, do what you can. You're not going to be able to accomplish everything. Just Just do what you want to do in the game. Have a little fun. Stay away from potatoes. God forbid potatoes. And uh, be safe. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Big amen on that. Can I get an amen from the rest of the crew here? Yeah.
4: Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen.
1: All right. On that score, thanks for listening, everybody. You've been wonderful. Big shout out to the chat room. We had Sir Legion and Nightmare in there. Thanks for showing up and hanging out with us tonight, guys. This has been the Full Broadside. Y'all take care. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.